Halle Berry for Catwoman. without a lot of help from a lot of people. So, please indulge me and just let me, you know, go through this. Um, first of all, I want to thank Warner Brothers. Thank you for putting me in a piece of shit god-awful movie. The weekly pseudo-academic roundtable of pop culture analysis with drinking and swearing. My name is Christopher Maverick, but you can call me Mav, and I am once again here with my co-host, Palindrome Hannah Rogers. How's it going, Hannah? Oh, you know, fine. <laughs> oh, I, I, I gotta, I gotta get better at this. Oh, I, I, I just thought that was the excitement of it's Oscar season, <laughs> and we know from last year how much you love the Oscars. And by love the Oscars, <laughs> you mean I said well, we're never doing a show again about the Oscars and then changed my mind because I hated it that much so I could <laughs> whine about it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I was real surprised because you were like, okay, we should do a show about how much the Oscars suck. And I was like, but you said you never wanted to do another Oscar show. <laughs> I, I don't want to do a show that like legitimizes the Oscars by like pretend trying to guess their picks and think like the Academy because let's face it, it just makes you a worse person. Uh, <laughs> oh, now I'm uh, right. I'm a look, worse person. <laughs> any, anybody who wants to cre- give credit to an organization that gave Green Book best <laughs> picture, who nominated Avatar as best picture, like, come on. just Well, we're, we're going to get into that. <laughs> uh, well, we have a guest. Uh, so this is another one of those weeks where... So, you know, crazy thing about this show, if you're a regular listener, you know that um, our panel varies from week to week because even for the four regular hosts, we have vastly varying interests. So if you if you pay attention to our box office game and when we do the picks and you see sort of the amount of research that goes into the picks for me and Hannah versus the amount of research that goes into the picks for Wayne and Katya, you would not be surprised to realize that they had less than zero interest on this particular topic <laughs> and decided to bow out. 
So we invited a guest uh, returning to the show. Um, I guess you haven't been on since last year, but this is um, AJ Ortega, who was, you were not on our Oscar show per se, but you were on the show we did soon after the Oscars where we were complaining about the Oscars. Hey, yeah, I remember that conversation. I remember that conversation. It was a good one. Yeah. And you gave me some brew. So it was a good day. It was a good, so, so I'm happy to be here. Even though we're a world apart now, though. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm very spirit. Yeah. So. So I guess I, since since it's Hannah's complaint, I guess we will start there. Hannah, what's going on? Well, the Oscars are stupid. Um, <laughs> hey, so full uh, disclosure, you invite me over here for a pseudo expertise. Can you say pseudo academic? I'll say I'm a pseudo expert today. But I just want to preface this by saying I only saw the race car movie. And so <laughs> I, I was that, that actually speaks to one of my points. One. Uh, go for it. I did that on purpose. Go for it. I lobbed it to you. Go for it. <laughs> one, like, what are the Oscars even trying to capture? Like, are they trying to, like, pick movies that people actually see? Or are they, like, trying to go for films that, like, say a specific thing? Also, like, what are they saying? What does it mean to have a best picture, really? Okay. So I think that's a good place to start the conversation. Mm, I agree. <laughs> which, which, okay, so that's, let's, let's keep trying this. So when I get down the list, I, all right, so this is one. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be really weird because me, and I'm the, you know, I'm the cynical jaded guy, and I'm going to be in the weird position here of, you know, in this little debate, sort of trying to defend the Oscars, but <laughs> with a massive caveat that I also think the Oscars suck and yet I love them. And, and, and here's what's important <laughs> to understand, because I think we, and I don't mean we, the three of us, I mean, we society, you know, mm -hmm. at large, I think we look at the Oscars the wrong way. And we look at the Oscars the wrong way because the Oscars intentionally sort of present themselves to us in as something that they are not. I love the Oscars because they are a study in cultural hegemony, which is a big school word that I'm so proud that I get to use on on this pseudo academic show. And we can go into the details of that. But the Oscars, Hannah just said, what does it mean to even have a best picture? I don't think there's such a thing as a best picture because I have I have very real trepidation about the idea of judging art, which is a qualitative subjective thing by pretending that we have some objective quantitative metric because we don't right like there's no real way to say and i don't mean just for the oscars i mean for anything like if it was like what what's the book of the year what's the you know when we did our, our new year shows a few weeks ago and we were talking about like our best picks of 20 of 2019 even for that show i said by the end of the show, I will have changed my mind about some of my picks because I, I just like I don't think you can really relate things like that. But I enjoy the exercise of trying, not me, of watching other people try, because I think it says something about the culture of the picking body. And I think with the Oscars, they present themselves as though, well, yes, of all the award shows, we are the best of the best award show. And we are this is the definitive pick. This is absolutely the best picture that Hollywood had to offer last year. And that's not really true. It is the best picture in the genre of Oscar, wherein the genre of Oscar is defined as movies that are speaking to these 8,500 people. 
Mm-hmm. That's because that's the voting body of the academy. It's, it's less than nine thousand. It's never the best one, right? It's well, like, no, it, it's yeah, but it's the thing. Best is I don't think best is meaningful. And here's where I think it's weird because, like, I think the Oscars present themselves like they're the most important thing, but fundamentally, they're not any more important than the Golden Globes. They're not any more important than the the MTV Awards or the DGAs or the SAGs or the Image Awards or the Hugos or anything else. Like, there's a award for best science fiction that is calls itself best picture and it's never going to be the what the oscars pick as best picture and i think the problem is oscars like to pretend that these are the films for everybody and they're not they're the films for literally 8500 people who decided they decided that they were the cultural elite and they convinced everybody else to buy into it which i think is fascinating but like you're right whenever they like say best what mm-hmm. does that even mean uh it means we liked like, it a bunch yeah but like, it means that's 8,500 white guys liked it a lot. <laughs> that's what it means. Yeah. Let's, not forget, let's not forget the voting body of the Oscars. He's majorly like white and old despite their attempts to like re- revamp without like having to do hard work to revamp. Right. Uh, because of criticisms like Oscars so white. Well, and, and, and I don't know. I mean, it's weird. I don't know that they even, I mean, as much as I want there to be, I want people to love movies as much as I want, as much as I love movies. I want people to go see everything, right? Like you, if, if you toss a movie out and you give me an opportunity to see it, I'll, I'll watch anything. I'll watch garbage. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I enjoy film and I will critique it and I might have good things to say. I might have bad things to say, but like, I, like I enjoy that process when they say best, like it, it is weird because they present themselves as though, well, this is the real best picture as opposed to the image awards had a best picture last year. The BET awards had a best picture last year. And to be fair, the BET awards, the image awards, like I, I guarantee you that whoever won best picture for at the BETs last year, there were some black people in that movie because that's what the BET awards are. Right. Sure. <laughs> like, and, and I don't have a problem with that. And I don't have a problem with the way the Oscars are, you know, they don't want to say, well, these are the awards for old white people, mm-hmm. but that's what they are. And, and the difference is here, here's where I, where I, where I pointed it, you know, the Oscars sort of have invented this legitimacy for themselves by just, they repeatedly said, Hollywood's biggest night, the Oscars. They said that mm-hmm. over and over again for like a hundred years. Well, it's a people- spectacle of the event too. I mean, yeah. that's also, I mean, the, the, it's not just, we're not just getting the list the next day. Well, who won? Well, no, it's seeing the process, seeing the red mm-hmm. carpet and all that. So it's the the spectacle, the event and all the stuff surrounding, uh, again, the, 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 the brand, mm-hmm. Oscars. So compare that to the Hollywood Foreign Press. Go for it. Go for it. Golden Globes. Golden Globes by the Hollywood Foreign Press. The Oscars mm-hmm. is 8,500 people. Do you know how many people are in the HFPA? No clue. 90. Yeah. Exactly Ooh. 90. There are 90 members of the HFPA right now. That's it. It is Interesting. 90 reporters. If you want to win a Golden Globe, you can buy one. And I'm not joking because the, the campaign for the Golden Globes, when you've got a movie that you want... You know, when that you like for your consideration, Green Book, right? For your consideration, Joker, for your, you know, when the like the way that you win a Golden Globe is you fucking send Joaquin Phoenix to um to dinner with as many of those 90 people as you as you can sure that's essentially what you do you go out with everybody it's you know it is an exercise in in you know in celebrity fucking like that's what it is it's star fucking like legitimized and the hfpa they don't come out you know they're never going to say we're star fuckers on the air right like the way i will but they don't really pretend they're anything that they're not 
They're not industry people. They're reporters. They're 90 reporters mm-hmm. and they make fun of themselves and they admit that this is it. Like it's no, you, do you know how you win a Razzie? If you want the Razzie, if you want the Razzie, you can just agree to show up and you'll probably win it. That's how Holly Berry, like Holly Berry, Holly Berry knew that Catwoman was a bad movie. Yeah. She knew it was a bad movie. So mm-hmm. she agreed to show up and make a speech and, and oh wow, she won because that's, right. that's how you win. This the number two, because this mm-hmm. is also true for, I mean, like not as, like small of a group or is easily won. This is also true for the Oscars. Number two, like campaigning and money is a thing. Like Mm -hmm. you take a movie like A Hidden Life, uh, which, you know, if you just watch the trailer for it, um, and for those of you who are not familiar with it, it is a movie that's currently out in theaters that focuses on an Austrian farmer who refuses to take the oath of loyalty to Hitler and is then like imprisoned. And it's about like how that choice affects his like family. And it's like a three hour long pastoral that thinks about ethics. So obviously I went and spent Saturday night watching it. Um, <laughs> so, but anyway, I think, oh, like this is. Like Terrence Malick, he did Tree of Life. Like, this seems like the kind of, like, story that would win awards. Like, big name. But he was like, I'm not Mm -hmm. campaigning for an Oscar. And guess Mm -hmm. who got nominated for zero Oscars? Yeah. I mean, like... Yeah, of course. That's interesting. I mean, like, you know, like, I think having... And this is my, you know, value judgment opinion, which I admittedly just said number one calling something best is stupid but like a hidden life is far more interesting and does like a far like different story about like what war is than like 1917 which is really have you seen it yeah i loved a, i love 1917 but it's a dad movie which, it's totally not, a dad movie it's not a bad i'm not critiquing yeah. well i'm not i am critiquing 1917 but I don't hate it. I, I enjoyed a lot of it, but it is in a large way, like very visually arresting and a thriller mm-hmm. set in World War One, mm-hmm. more than a story we haven't seen before. Absolutely. Uh, so like if you were going for like something unique and different uh, mm-hmm. in terms of like war stories, this is like this is just, you know, this is a different kind of battlefield, like about ethics in the church. And it really speaks to our contemporary moment without being like overwrought. Mm-hmm. Um, in a particular way, and yet not nominated because it wasn't an active campaign. And I highly suspect that I mean, like when Joker like was as successful as it was, I think they were expecting like an, an actor nomination for Joaquin Phoenix, but I don't think they expected to get eleven awards until they like started campaigning. Well, yeah, when they ca- they campaign for it, and I think that's a good question. Well, I think there's two issues here, and I want to do the campaigning thing second, because I think the first thing you said sort of relates to our last point a little bit. And I think it, I think it matters. You said, well, 1917 doesn't really do anything new. And when I like I saw 1917 a couple of days ago, and when I walked out, my first thought was that was the Oscariest movie that ever Oscared. That's where I was going. That's where I was going. <laughs> I'm going to jump in there because I was like, OK, let's let's also say let's also briefly discuss that there is. Like an Oscar type movie is a genre. Like you can yeah. watch a movie and be like, oh, that's an Oscar y movie, right? Yeah. And like, and so let's, what would happen if like Terrence Malick did campaign? We'd be having the same conversations. Like he makes Oscar y movies. Yeah. Let's like yeah. not pretend he doesn't. Like he's, right. I think it's good, but like, like he's also an Oscar y guy. Like it's right. interesting he didn't campaign. I, I didn't know that's cool. Um, but it's well, like, sometimes you don't want it. Sometimes it depends on it's, 
So and that's really here's interesting. A, here's a, here to, to look at somebody else, um, because I, I think this is very um, illustrative of it. There are a lot of geeks like like our, like ourselves, but people who Ooh. might listen to, to this show um, probably saw Endgame. Right. And sure. there was a big push from like the geek community of we have to get Robert Downey Jr. Why, uh, nominated for best actor. Why is mm-hmm. he not being considered? Why is he not being considered? Do you know why mm-hmm. he wasn't considered? Mm-hmm. Because Downey turned it down when they, they wanted to submit him. He talked about it. He, like he did an interview on Howard Stern where he talked about it. And in RDJ's own words, it's like they, you know, Disney went to him, came to him, Marvel came to him and said, Hey, you know, this is your last one and you've done a great job. We want to submit your name. And his answer was, can we not? Because he didn't want it mm-hmm. because to him and, and and this is his own personal decision. He is certainly not above the Oscars. He does try a lot and he's very proud of the one that he has. Um, but to him, this is not the kind of thing that I was doing with Iron Man. Chaplin was the kind of thing that I was doing. Like, like sure. he wants his Oscar performance to be something else. So Malik, I, I don't know. I've not seen him comment on it. So maybe he just doesn't see it as the Oscar genre. And 1917, I mean, now again, I liked the movie. I thought it was brilliant. I really did. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, But it is 100%. We are trying to win an Oscar. This is a movie, like this movie is Mm -hmm. built directly. And we talked about them being old white guys who vote for this. This movie happened by someone cloned this movie from the brain samples of 70 year old dads across America who like sit up and watch the history channel all day. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> That's you, what that movie is. Huh? I went to the theater today in the afternoon mm-hmm. and that was 100% the audience because I mean like I went at 1.30 in the afternoon on a Wednesday but the AJ's point about genre is a third thing because it, along with best picture and like campaigning uh the Oscars like certain movies more. Like it's a big deal that Joker and Black Panther got nominated for a superhero film. People like uh, Lupita Nyong'o. And it's a no-brainer that the Irishman did, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the antithesis. Like that's what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Like yeah. uh, Lupita Nyong'o and Florence Pugh did great jobs in Us and Midsommar, respectively, acting some of the best performances of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were nominated for other awards um, mm-hmm. or like put in discussion and their names are not on the list for those roles. Right. Lapita is not Lapita probably was the performance of the year period. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I mean, but is that that's not even in like, the conversation? Oh, we, we, yeah. already, we already, we already gave you one, you know, and it was like, and I was super happy, you know, black Mexican chick, super happy, you know, like uh, what was that? 13 <laughs> supporting actress. Yeah. But right. He's, yeah, and but, but it's like, and it's like, and it's like, yeah, like there's one black woman non- nominated. Is it one? It, it, it's, it's the lead actress for Harriet. Um, yeah, she's and, the only one. And the comment I saw online, um, which rings true to, I think, uh, also like things like Twelve Years a Slave, like winning Best Picture, is of course the only black woman nominated was nominated for a movie about slavery because it fits <laughs> right the idea of like what roles you know mm-hmm. uh did you guys see harriet i no i did not, did not. okay i did movie. i liked it a lot and, and and that's the shame of it because uh cynthia uh, uh, um i think i think she pronounces her last name Arivo, but she does not deserve that criticism 
And she's not a big enough actress that like literally this is going to be the thing that follows her until she gets another big break. You know, this is what, oh, you're the woman who got nominated for playing a slave, which is unfortunate because she was real good. She was real good in that movie. I think, yeah, which which is like is nothing about like Mm -hmm. Harriet Tubman has an amazing Mm -hmm. story. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can make like four movies about her life because she uh, drunk history, like did a whole segment on her like work as like a civil war spy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and that by the way the civil war f- spy stuff is literally the last two minutes of the film it is crammed oh, in there wow well, because well no no, no and sure. by the way it's a it's good film i don't mean yeah i don't mean to diss the film i um i did an episode of you know our friends over at church of the geek i uh maybe i'll link in the show notes if i remember to <laughs> i will link in the show notes um the episode of Church of the Geek where we reviewed that movie and I think she's amazing in it and she's not even the best part. It's a great movie, but it's not about that. And the criticism now where I'm saying it's unfair to her for her to be known as the woman who, you know, that black lady who got nominated for playing a slave is who she is right now. That's unfair to her, but it is also 100% true. They were not willing. The Academy was not going to not give Harriet a nomination for something. And that was the token award that they could toss at the slavery movie because a slavery movie will always get one because again, the genre of an Academy, and this goes into the campaign. Right. War thing. movies do good. Slave movies do good. You know, right. like and, and, you um, know, biopics. The, the mm-hmm. Biopics. And again, so I was going to say, like, again, in that Oscar genre, I was like, again, the Irishman is the one the most obvious, like, whether it wins or not, it's like, well, that's a no brainer. It's a Scorsese movie with De Niro in it. Like, of course, yes. it was going to make it. No questions. And so mm-hmm. that's the most obvious to one to me. I actually think that the race car movie was the was, was the more surprising. because I was like, what's that doing in there? I, <laughs> I I'm, saw, like, I'm a car guy. I love it. I wanted to. Win. I would laugh at every. It would be hilarious if it won. But I'm like, what's that doing in there? Like, <laughs> I love it. I love that shit. But it's like, what do you do in there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I like have Christian that. Bale and 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 Estee, what's his name? Uh, uh, and, Matt Damon. Great. Yeah. But silly movie. Yeah, Fun. I, yeah, I went to go see it. Uh, I actually like produced a reading while watching it about being deeply anti-corporate for being called Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, <laughs> only but, here. It's only called that here. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's only called Ford versus Ferrari in yeah. America because yeah. everywhere else it's called Le Mans 66, but they figured <laughs> Americans were too stupid to know. Yeah, so for, yeah. for our international audience, it's a different movie. It's called Le Mans 66, and they decided we were too stupid to know what that was, so they renamed it. Renamed it the plot of the movie. Renamed it the plot of the movie. I don't think that... Uh... <laughs> We really knew what they were talking about with Ford versus Ferrari either. So they probably should just, <laughs> anyway, like I, I really, I actually surprisingly enjoyed the movie. I went because my boyfriend knew, um, like the story of 66 and wanted to go. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I was like, oh wait, <laughs> Christian Bale's actually having fun for the first time in like a decade. It was a great a role for him actually. Yeah. Great and role I was like, for him. I'm like, I feel like actually he should have gotten nominated for best actor, but I did think, and I think that, like it was an enjoyable movie. I mean, it's a sports movie, right? Um, sure. Mm-hmm. And that's another like a certain kind of like elevated sports movie is mm-hmm. another genre that people like. Not not as often as like Hollywood is amazing. Actually, the most Oscary movie for me, and the thing that is emblematic of why the Oscars and Hollywood is stupid uh, on the <laughs> best picture list is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> so meta. <laughs> 
I mean, like, sorry, sorry if you like it. Like, I know that, like, when Tarantino is, like, talented, I get it. But, like, watching that movie, it was just like, I am a white man and I loved old Hollywood and I just miss it so much. And I long for the good old days and look at these really <laughs> indulgent performances and shots well, of women's again, feet. That's- that's why, I, that's why I didn't watch it because it's like that's why I wait, I see Tarantino movies like five six years later because I was like, well I've already seen a Tarantino movie, <laughs> like like and the thing is it's like I'm more I'm more interested when he gets you know nominated for the writing. I think he's a very mm-hmm. talented writer, you know, uh, much mm-hmm. more than a director personally. I think, um, and I'm like that's more interesting. But I was like, of course that one, you know, and it's like I know how the movie goes. I guess he is nominated for writing for this one too, by the way. He is is nominated for writing. He won't win because um, the other four movies that are nominated are all better written. Um, (laughs) um, I mean, 1917, (laughs) Knives Out, uh, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite. Mm -hmm. It's a tough it's a tough year for screenplay. That's that's Mm -hmm. that is a murderer's row of uh, of nominations. And I don't think he's got it in him for that. He's got a better shot at director. Yeah, I, I just feel like, I mean, uh, Tarantino is a complicated filmmaker. Absolutely. But I feel like like the way he portrayed Bruce Lee, the way he portrayed women in that film, the way he like took the side, like he made the hero of the film is like someone on Reddit point out that like Brad Pitt actually should be considered the lead of that film. And I agree. Um, mm-hmm. The lead of that film is a guy who might have killed his wife and we're supposed to feel sympathy for his horrible marriage. And like, you know, she's a she's a horrible woman. So like if he killed her. Yeah. Which. OK, I, I, I know I'm simplifying. Yeah. But like, but like, my God, just can we can we move on? Please. And that's the question. So we we should come back to the um, to the buying thing. But that's the question. Can we move on? And I don't know that we can. And that's that's the weird thing, because and 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 and. Oh, Tarantino's grandfather in, man. He's going to be the the Eastwood. Clint Eastwood being making movies till he's seven and always getting nominated. Oh, and 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 I'm. I'm even. Yeah, sorry, I'm even. That's a future prediction. That's my. Prediction. Well, no. I mean, well, he says he's almost done, but but I'm. But yeah. I, yeah I, but I agree with you too. Um, the thing that I'm when you, when you say is yes. I mean, I do not disagree with a single thing Hannah said there. Actually, <laughs> with one thing, um, I understand the criticism of people thinking that that was an insulting um, um, portrayal of Bruce Lee. I am also a Bruce Lee fan and Bruce Lee was goofy. Like I, I get it. He was goofy and stereotypical in a lot of ways. And I get why it's insulting in 2020 to look at him that way. It's also not all that inaccurate. <laughs> um, I liked him. I liked Bruce a lot. I, I was a fan when you. I was a child and, but complicated, complicated dude. Um, he's also brilliant, but like Bruce was, a braggart and Bruce did play into stereotype a lot. So I think that's a, I think that's weird. I just don't think it was necessarily the best choice to kind of put into a film in 2020. Cause he, sh- you know, he knows better. Like Quentin knows, and he might not care, but he knows better. He knows how that's going to look. Um, like the, but, I mean, like Bruce Lee was put into a position because of like the roles Hollywood wanted him to play. Yeah, like the absolutely. same way that like Hattie McDaniel was put absolutely. into a position absolutely. because of the roles Hollywood. And like, I don't blame any of the actors at all. It was just like mm-hmm. the way that they were set up. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. Um, and, but I think, uh, I just think that that one, that criticism, I think is a little more. Uh, by the way, if, you know, if people haven't seen it, uh, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, brilliant movie. Everybody should go back and see it. Um, <laughs> it's from like, I mean, it's with from Jason like 20 Scott, years ago. With Jason Scott Jason, Lee. Uh, as Jason as Scott Bruce Lee, Lee. Bruce Lee. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> going to everything else, yes, it is a movie about the grandness of Hollywood and can't this white man get a break? That's, that's what that movie's about. And, like when you're when you're saying can't we move on from that my question is who is we because the 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 problem with the oscars and i think the problem with everybody's criticism of the oscars my my mine included is um if you know every once in a while the oscars will give a give an award to a moonlight you know it it it, it it's sure. not every year but it does happen um or uh well roma didn't get it um but you know but you know they um like they're like that will happen but at the end of the day what you're asking for is you're saying why you know why is this the statement we want to make with the oscars but who is we because i'm not part of the academy like these are the movies like you're asking for 8,500 and very old white men. I mean, 8,500 people in the academy, probably mm-hmm. 7,000 of that 8,500 are literally white dudes over the age of like 60, uh, possibly over 70. The vast majority of them. You're asking, you're asking for 8,500 old men to relate to something they can't relate to. Martin Scorsese did an article when, when they, when his whole thing came out about, Oh, Scorsese hates Marvel movies. And he's and he did this article class today where he's like, no, I, and, and, and I absolutely agree with everything that he said. He didn't say he hated. He said, I don't hate Marvel movies. I don't get them. I'm an old man. I'm making, he's like, he said in in the article, it's like, I'm "I'm an old man making movies for other old men. That's what I do. Like the Irishman is a movie he's celebrating old dudes that's you know it's about it it, it's it's who he's making films for it's not his voice so when you're asking him when are we going to move past it it, there's no we he is in a different place and he is making he is telling his story now should we be watching other movies that aren't just about old white dudes like should we be watching other movies other than once upon a time in hollywood yes we should be um and the trick is why does everyone listen to the oscars why doesn't anybody so, listen to the image awards so like, what so what is the what what's is there legitimacy to like the wild cards like a roma or a parasite well what makes it does it is it legitimate just because like does it have to be yeah I'm, i just want to see your, your perception of, of of those kinds of picks because again to me i mean parasite is the weird wild card for me yeah what'd you say I think things sneak in like that. I mean, I, I think things sneak in like that. But here's a question. So so Parasite got nominated. The one that's missing that everybody's complaining about that didn't make it was the farewell. Right. And probably should have been. But when I say probably should have been. Why? Why should a why? Why would you expect 500 old white guys? Mm-hmm to get these movies the fact that they got parasite the fact that they got moonlight the fact that they got 12 years of slave that's remarkable okay, so i don't know if it's remarkable they got 12 years of slave, but here here, here <laughs> is, like, here's my problem mm-hmm. um i understand what you're saying but i and i mm-hmm. also want to like quickly cite um a fellow academic um we'll link to it in the show notes marcus gonzalez who recently wrote about jane austen and universality and i think he's talked a bit about the oscars on twitter and his point in writing about jane austen is that jane austen 
is taught all the time in like the quote canon. Um, mm-hmm. And we see it as a universal text, but like, who are those stories about and how do we read Jane Austen? And so like, whenever you say like, we, how do we expect the Academy to get something like the farewell? I mean like, okay, but like not the most of the world is not like white old dudes, um, right. straight white old dudes. And yet, most of the films, the well, rest in this of country, us, it is. Well, there's women, ain't it? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm just, but I'm again, it's well, well, we, the, we, the people, the people with power, the people in power are yeah, older. Power. That's the point. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But like that, you know, we are asked to constantly like see universal stories, like Harry Potter. Uh, but the mo- like the moment you even introduce like a movie like The Little Women, which was mm-hmm. one of the best films of the year. Like, you, you know, things suddenly change. Like, uh, I'll find it. We'll link to it in the show notes. But, like, uh, people have written about, like, how there's a problem with seeing, like, Greta Gerwig as an auteur in a way that we don't have a problem with seeing, like, Tarantino or Scorsese, even though, like, mm-hmm. every film she turns out is gold. Like, yeah. we, we are... Yeah, no women ever- directors? No women directors nominated. Yeah. And yet... Uh, there's, only like, a, there's only been a handful yeah. of women directors nominated no, I mean, this, ever. This, this, yeah, ever. Yeah, like Greta Gerwig, Lulu Wynn, like like the just there 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 were like more than usual like a more than usual number of like women directors who made really good films that got critical mm-hmm. acclaim that could have been nominated this year. That, that, well, like the Oscar eat too? Yeah, like, like the women farewell. Is. Like the mm-hmm. farewell, Seems like it from um, the trailer. Queen Queen and Slim, which uh, mm-hmm. I have my own critiques of, but like the acting in that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, like no matter what you think about the story or have problems with the geography, if you live in the South and you can tell where they're filming, uh, like the the cinematography was beautiful, the acting was fantastic. Like, just it it should have been considered. Like, there there were there were plenty of like films with talent behind them that weren't just the same old names because and I, I'm not just pointing to like old white dude they're, they're, it's also just literally like the same old names we see mm-hmm. every year um, and it, yeah like we're, we're asked to like see certain stories as universal like the Godfather is a classic but like can you it, it, like I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if people are going to be asked to like think of the farewell or moonlight as a classic in the mm-hmm. same way as the Godfather in right. in the film class I took that was about American film we had no uh, women directors on the syllabus um, mm-hmm. we it was like the same old like lists including gone mm-hmm. with the wind which I understand why people want to talk about gone with the wind but my god really sure um, well here's a question like are we canonized like are we canonizing or is the academy canonizing movies to a certain extent yeah Yeah. i think so when you you pick a list any kind of list is big and actually uh i was for an unrelated reason i was reading um someone's like work on uh uh, shakespeare and race uh brandy williams and she has a quote by tony morrison to talk about canon and tony morrison said canning building can building is empire building can defense is national defense can debate is the class of cultures and all of the interests are vested. So when you're making a list of any kind of canon, there are values inherent in that. It's not just like this is objectively beautiful. And we don't get a say in it. Right. Most of mm-hmm. us. Well, and I I think it's not an accident that the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences calls itself the Academy. I mean, much in the same way that we can, we being the academic academy, mm-hmm. you know, we canonize stuff in a way that doesn't necessarily make sense as far as, you know, 
diversity or representation of anything. It, it the the books that got canonized by the academy were books that a bunch of old white men decided were representative of the values that they wanted to represent at the time. Right. And no, I mean, as, and, yeah, and so yeah. I, I try to do the opposite of that. My class, right, so I don't, right. I don't do canonized text. We have that conversation, and we, you know, and, and so we, right, and so yeah, and and so. But I mean, that's a system, hundred percent. Yeah, and that's an ideological political statement that you're making, which oh, yeah, I approve that's, that's of, right? Like, yeah, sure. Right. It's like you are trying to, you know, the the way we change that. You know, canon exists for many reasons, but one of the reasons that canon exists, in my view, is to be resisted. Right. So we, you know, like again, I mean, I like I study pop culture, right? So like my mm. entire life is no, but what about? But what about? But what about? You know, it's 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 a constant. Let's try to look at other things and see the importance in things that aren't James Joyce, that aren't Ernest Hemingway, right? Sure. And so when we were just to go back to the to the women, uh, Lena Wertmuller, Jane Campion, Sophia Coppola, Catherine Bigelow, and Greta Gerwig. Those are the only five women who have ever been nominated for best best director by the Academy. That's Bigelow's it. Bigelow's the only one that's won. Bigelow's the only winner. Hurt only five for women. A very for a very Oscary, very yes, male the only. male directed kind of. I mean, male. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the perception was is this is a, this is a guy movie. Yes, you know and they're the only. I mean, it's a war movie. It was a dad movie. Hundred percent. And they're the only five. They're the only five that have ever even been nominated. Right, and that's Jesus. And that's five? you know, yeah, in the history of the Oscars, five, and and you know, with with five or six picks every year for the last ninety two years, we have not we have nominated five women for for best director. That's it. And I I don't think like. I don't think that's right, but I think it is. And I think the way around that isn't so much to complain about the Oscars not being diverse so much as it is to sort of give um, give some credit to the other awards like that that do that. Right. Like there is a I get that these eighty five hundred people don't get little women <laughs> like that's what it yeah. is. i mean the fact that they nominated for best picture wow i mean i'm surprised that it actually snuck in there right but and it wouldn't have except that we've we've expanded best picture to be in order to have 10 films now um and there's only there's only nine this year but like if the if best picture wasn't allowed to go to 10 films um then Ford versus Ferrari doesn't get in there. Little Women doesn't get in there. Parasite absolutely doesn't get in there. Right. I agree so far. Um, Jojo Rabbit probably doesn't get in there. And, and then Joker. probably and you no Joker would have made it for You think so? Um, Joker would have oh, brought their way in. Else, of course, the yeah. other, the other yeah. 10, sure. And and I, I think you would have bumped Marriage Story. You would have bumped the network, you know, the 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 streaming movie, right? Like that that's what you do. Oh, there you go. There you go. But um I don't like, I don't know. I think that Marriage Story like plays into like Revolutionary Road and other like Oh, sure. Films like but, that. I'm, but but I'm saying if you but if you but if you but if you only get 5 films you know, the Oscars yeah. are not giving up on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They're not giving up on 1917. Oh, the Irishman. <laughs> or the, and they sure as hell ain't giving up on the Irishman. So that's three that were just taken right right off the back, right? And I think mm-hmm. Joker, I think Joker had Joker spent a lot of money to get that spot. And I'm not a Joker hater. I think I mean Hannah, you haven't seen it, but I understand and appreciate your your criticism of it, you know, the non-seeing it criticism. My review of, of Joker was it is the people who were worried about it, it is better than what they were worried about. And the people who love it, it is worse than what they love about it. It is a good movie that doesn't. I haven't seen it. 
And yeah, it's not. A, it is nowhere near as remarkable as people who love it want to pretend it is. And but it's all. But it also doesn't suck. Like there's a thing that it does that you know I don't like Todd Phillips, but I think he did a thing well with this movie. I will give credit where credit is due. And and is it, but is it you? Is it just like a very good imitation of Taxi Driver? No, it is more than just a good. It is, it is more than just a very good imitation of Taxi Driver. It is not as good as Taxi Driver, but there is more to the movie than that. And I mean, it is so. It it is a it is a very it is, it is an imitation of Taxi Driver. Absolutely. When we when we reviewed it on this show, I said that. But it is a view of mental illness in 2019 that would sing to a certain segment of this population, the segment that does not necessarily have mental illness and that is, and that has money. And like, it, it is very much a movie that is, it is a man's statement on that. And I don't think he got things right, but that doesn't matter because it, it is an artistic statement that he did very well. I don't know that he did. It's not, it is not transformative. I'm not going to be, it's not going to be the Godfather. It's not going to be taxi driver. If I'm teaching a film class in 20 years, I'm not going to be assigning it, but I understand why it stands up there with little women, with Jojo rabbit, with I, I like, I, I understand it should it win. Fair. No. Yeah. My, my, my should win. But I understand. <laughs> my actual critique of Joker is the same critique I have of the Irishman and a marriage story, which is I would rather go see Knives Out for the fourth time in theaters than watch these. Because yeah. I don't care. And I, I don't have to waste my time. Knives Out's a better movie. Knives Out is a better movie. It is absolutely a better movie than Joker. It is without a doubt a better movie than Joker. Um, with the exception of... So, of the one thing that I will say about, about Joker is that from an objective point of view, Joaquin deserves his nomination and he probably deserves to win. He was real good. Um, it, it, that, is, that, is the, that is the one where I'll say... All right, I get it. Everything else, they paid for it, and that was that was Hannah's other thing. Like, how do you get an Oscar nomination? And I mean, it is more expensive than getting a Globe one, where there's only ninety people. But Oscar nominations happen because of campaigning. Um, thank you, Harvey Weinstein, who basically invented Oscar campaigning. But um, you know, and what a great guy he is, obviously. Um, but like that's, but like you get the Oscar nominations. It is. Um, there's like it's not just, it's there's the ideology of it but it there's a cronyism there's a you know and there's a we spent the money we sent out millions of dollars these for your consideration packages because we want this to be the oscar film we've decided that we are putting money behind this and that's where it's because the board at one for this year was cat cat spent all this money on an oscar campaign before the movie came out and then it came out and then people were like, oh, cats did? oh yeah, cats, oh, cats thought it was going to cats thought it was going to be a thing. It was it had buzz for months. The buzz started in the summer and like and then the trailer came out and everybody was like, what is this? And, and like the and memes it, came out. And then yeah. And remember, happy. like when I, in, our, in our game last year, when I drafted it, I was like, I, I knew this was going to be bad, but I'm just like, but it's cats. And I, and I think every, and I think everybody said it's cats, you know, 18 billion Tonys. It's cats. How can this go wrong? You know, just like no, I thought, it could only go wrong. It's like, how, what's the good version of cats? There is and no good version like, of cats. Cat. I was like, what's the good <laughs> version of cats you make? Yeah, it's not, but, but they spent all this money because like they thought they were building something that was a prestige film and then people saw it and they're like, Oh, 
oh no and <laughs> and that's where you know that's where like the money like it doesn't always work but for the most part you know like you you are just you know you're just buying these um you're just buying consideration um and cats was you know <laughs> wrong <laughs> you know universal messed up with that one and you know they, they and and which is why it's remarkable because they like they spent their money there and then everyone hated it and then they withdrew it from consideration and they basically got lucky that everybody just happened to like 1917 because they didn't put that they, didn't, they actually didn't put that much money behind it like in their in their campaign that wasn't where they were where they were focusing their efforts because usually there's these campaigns are so expensive that for the most part the studios can afford one or two like disney warner brothers they'll 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 sometimes pump money into a couple of them but like universal fox before when they existed you get your you get your um the thing that you want and you push your your one movie because these campaigns are super expensive you're talking uh you're talking tens hundreds of millions of dollars sometimes trying to win trying to win a statue or trying to get the nomination and like parasite can't compete with that like in order to in order to get the kind of notice to where you could possibly win the oscar um parasite can't compete with that and parasite honestly most films like that are just happy to be nominated because having having an oscar nomination is if, if you can get one on merit that's advertising you now no longer have to be able to do and you can write it on your dvd box that's that's what they're doing it for it's a swing you know moonlight moonlights um a fluke they, not only are they a fluke, they they made something like eighty percent of their box office draw after the nomination. That's it's, true. It's, like, it's that, ridiculous. Yeah. Like they they literally they were they were a little tiny movie. They got nominated. This was before they knew they were going to win. They got nominated, and everybody was like, "What the hell is this?" And then they made they made a and they were super happy. And then when they won, you know, you can sort of see if you go back and watch that, you know, that that award ceremony. Like that's very real shock. Moonlight mm-hmm. budget of one point five million dollars, box office sixty five point two million, and I think before nominations they were at like under ten or something like that. It right. it was it was ridiculous. They were like that's just they made money because of the prestige of the award, but that prestige is all invented. It's mm-hmm. just they decided they were prestigious. Yeah. And so what's like the alter? And so at one point we were talking about you know the canon and you know certain people being in positions of power and making lists and so on. Like what's yeah, we got stuff like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff now, which is really neat and Reddit and, and word of mouth and Twitter and and little movies from little film festivals can be trending. And so there's like, what if there were like, you know, I don't know, a Rotten Tomatoes Awards. And there's there are. To, uh, so, and so like, do they not, and so, not Rotten Tomatoes, but there's there's critics choice. There's critics okay, choice. So. There always has been. There's been, mm-hmm. you know, there's the Razzies. There's the mm-hmm. again, the Image Awards are put on by the NAACP, the BET Awards, mm-hmm. um, things like, you know, like the Mary Sue has awards to give out even little, little, little websites like I mean, at the is end of the day, like, like the, is, the, is, the, is the populist deciding, though, is that is it like I'm talking about like democratizing the process? Depends on the award. It yeah. depends on the award because like um so so for yeah, the process for any awards I just, I well really some don't. of them are, <laughs> so, some of them are juried prizes like winning cans like cans is, okay we, yeah, yeah yeah if you win something like so that, you know, that's that's like a judging body of sometimes as little as like six or seven people right mm-hmm. or three some of them are big voting blocks like you know the 90 people in the hfpa or the um 
or the uh, the Oscars is like eighty five hundred people. Um, mm-hmm. If you're talking about the SAG Awards or the DGAs or you know all those, um, those are you get to vote in SAGs by being a member of the Screen Actors Guild. All mm-hmm. of them. So like and literally, so that would be the most democratic. I would uh, you know just on the surface at least. Well, it's know? the most. Another it's most reason. democratic by people who know, right? At least the people yeah. in on the in, in the industry, so right. at least knowledgeable. So mm-hmm. another reason rewards are stupid is because, <laughs> um, like it's just impossible to watch everything, right? Or listen well, to everything, like like unless you, unless you have to, it should be your well, job because the Critics Choice Awards are great. The Critics Choice Awards are great every year because they were literally awards given by people whose job it is to watch every fucking movie. But like, I mean, like movies, it's. Slightly easier, but like uh, the amount of television we have, for instance, like even if it's your job, like like TVLine.com, like all mm-hmm. they do is cover TV. There's a reason why they have they literally like assign shows to writers to keep up with mm-hmm. because you can't physically do you it. Can only I mean, watch like two, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, uh, I I mean, like that. That's just like a, a like fundamental problem. But I mean, I I. I have, I, I know that, um, AJ, you said you've only seen the race car movie, um, which I feel like yeah, it maybe is a, that's, that's, that's what I'm calling it forever is, is, is called the race car movie. This is what we should call it. But like, how many movies, uh, did all of us see this year? Uh, I mean, I have to, you mean in theaters? Yeah. I mean, so, the, so that's, so that's, that's an interesting, I mean, I, so it was a light year for me in this year. You mean, you mean 2019, right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and, I mean like, I, I yeah. guess going into 2020 a little bit, maybe because okay. like, it's the Oscar season. The, the, yeah. This last Oscar season, it, it, probably a light year for me and in theaters, probably 20 for me. Um, in theaters and on like streaming or D- or DVD, probably like fifty. But I'm a crazy person. <laughs> like, like yeah, I, mean, I didn't go it, to the theater twenty times. And Hannah, you're you're also a crazy person. How many did you go to? Um, I don't even know because I went to I went to go see all the big ones that interested me. I went to go see all of the movies except the aftermath that were on my box office list. I went to go see, um, all the like small things. Like I went to I just finished seeing Just Mercy. Uh, I saw Uncut Gems, which, by the way, is the most stressful movie I've ever seen. I saw Pain and Glory, which if there was ever a movie I enjoyed about a director considering his life and thinking about like the industry, it's that one. Um, mm-hmm. It might be because I got to look at Antonio Banderas while watching it. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. here we are. Um, <laughs> like I, so yeah, I literally more, can't more count. People. Yeah, way more than normal yeah, people. <laughs> I, I asked. I asked. I went, I went like four or five times. Well, okay. So the average American, uh, and again, we're Americans, so we're stupid. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what other countries are. Even though I know we have other listeners. Hi, if you're not. If you're not from America, but the average American consumer sees four films a year. That is the magic number. Yeah, I'd say four. I was about average. And, yeah. and, of the, and of those four films, two of them are Marvel. One of them is a Star Wars. So, like, and I, I'm not joking. I, like that. That is the the average consumer sees four films, three of which. Um, are produced by Disney, two of which are in the Marvel Universe. That's the budget of most people. And by average, there's people way under that. But if you don't have Mm -hmm. A-list, like a program like we do, where you pay a lump, kind of cheap sum a month, and get like three movies a week, uh, 
it's really expensive. My sister lives in Alabama and as a family, we went to go see star Wars together in the middle of the day on cheap day on a Tuesday. And so it was $5. But if we'd gone in the middle of the day on any other day, it would have been like $10 mm-hmm. at, at matinee. And that's way more expensive. And like, it's an independent theater. So they can just charge whatever they want, but it's like, there's no reserve seating, no like amenities. And, you know, it's, it's really expensive to go. You yeah. don't have some sort of subscription deal or like cheap day right. or Rewards club. Well, I mean, real, and that's why I really go. Yeah. Real picky. We also, like, yeah. We also don't, you know, we don't have kids. We don't have, you know, like the, <laughs> to go, to go to a movie to me for me involves like coordinating with one other person tops, right? Like, like, cause, cause like if, if, if my wife doesn't want to go, I go without her. So this year I was just busy a lot. So, so 20, like I said, 20, maybe 30, I went to, um, that, that movie pass year, um, I was very much part of the reason movie pass went out of business. Cause you yeah, can go, I can uh, go yeah, to the movies. You guys did your part. Yeah. Oh yeah. Take them down. If you tell me that you're going to, if you tell me that I can go to the movie once a day, I'm going to go to the movies fucking once a day. <laughs> <laughs> I saw 300 movies that year. Um, I probably legit saw a hundred. I was like, I was literally, I saw everything. I was just like, Oh, um, I don't know. It's air conditioned. Let's just, I'll, I'll drive up there and I'll just pick, I'll just go see instead whatever's of, playing when I get there. Instead of hanging out at home in front of my TV, I'll just hang out at the theater. Yeah. That, yeah. that is kind of what I do in my life a couple of days a week now. Yes, uh, tremendous. Yeah, so, so, but we're but we're weird, right? And, and that's one way. So, well, but the point is, it's possible, right? So here, I want to go through. I want to go the the critics' choice nominees for best picture for this year, right? Um, they were 1917, Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Joker. I'm sorry, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Marriage Story, Parasite, Uncut Gems. Boo okay. everything but Parasite and Little Women. Well, no, but but here's know, the question. You can understand how all 10 of those got nominated, right? Yeah. Like, like that. It's the same list, except plus Uncut Gems. Plus Uncut Gems. How and, interesting. It's the same uh, yeah. list. Um, uh, um, hmm. But yeah, I get how they all went in there. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Best director, okay? Nominees are 1917. I'm not going to say that. Uh, Sam Mendes for 1917. Um, uh, 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 Bong Joon for Parasite. Uh, Noah Bombach for Marriage Story. Greta Gerwig, Little Women. Uh, Josh and Sadie. Uh, Josh and Benny um, Sadfly for un- um, un- um, or Safdie. Safdie, I can't say their last name. For Uncut Gems, Martin Corsese. Iron Man and Quentin Tarantino Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and it was a tie because the Critics Choice Awards will do that um, for Parasite in 1917 like these are and, and I think that there should be more cachet because I get why some people don't like critics but these are people who literally have seen every movie the Oscars you don't have to see every movie to nominate or to vote in them People will people only with the exception of the two short categories, um, animated short and, or, and live action short, three short. And I think directory. Uh, um, uh, so you're only allowed to v- um, vote in the documentary live action and animated short um, categories if you watch every every movie in them. But for the most part, you can do that in like three hours because they're mm-hmm. they're limited at 45 minutes or something like that. And most of them are like 10. So. Right. Um, so like that's really easy to do um everything else you can literally like if you were an academy uh, uh, academy voter 
AJ, you'd just be like the race car movie because it's the one I saw. And exactly. And that's so what, that right. 100% how I would do it. Exactly. Right. And so so what ends up happening is, you it's know, the best movie you've got, it's the one I saw. Right. And what and what ends up happening is like people will go, well, I guess the Irishman because Scorsese made it um, like that's the, exactly. that's the logic. That's the logic Academy voters will do. And it's sort of weird because like, how do you, you know, like that's not a democratic thing, but it's not really democratic because it's a contest for the movies that appeal to this block of people. Right. So how do you think, like, should it be diverse? Well, I mean, well, yes, again, well, but that's something else. Are maybe are more so, or again, at least the process is uh, different, but it ends up the same though. Yeah. It's well, I mean, like, for for I those, like, it does. Essentially, yeah. Well, at who's like in newsrooms and who gets hired like statistically oh sure sure yeah it's it's like it's like in some ways like a, a very similar like demographic oh, so overlap right I, I so, wanna, so I if you look so about. then look at so look at the uh, at the image awards for this year and it's it's vastly different right because um obvious because you know it's obviously for i mean it's the, the image awards are for people who don't know they're the NAACP awards and this year is the 51st annual image awards and the nominees for best picture are Dolomite is my name, Harriet, just mercy, queen and slam and us, you know, <laughs> and, right. uh, and best director is mm. the boy who harnessed the wind, us, Harriet Atlantics and the, and the black Godfather. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but that's, they're mm. literally arguing like the, the entire point of this award is here are things that speak to us, a different group that is not the Academy. And it should be important. We should care who wins the image awards. Oh, sure. But we don't. And, no, I, yeah. and, and like, and I don't know, I don't know what the Latin American, what the Latin American equivalent is. Um, there is one. We should care who wins these. Right. And there sure. are, and as far as like for the populace, right. That's the people's choice awards, but the, um, the people's choice awards is a thing, but the problem with the people's choice awards is there's no drama in it because you know, who's going to win the people's choice awards every year, because I mean, like it is the most guessable award show because it's exactly, I mean, it's exactly what you think it is, right? It's just big franchises. Yeah, yeah, and, and okay. I mean, popular actors, which is, which like, the, I mean, everyone in the world is going to cringe when I say this, but like, it's not like Rise of Skywalker was a terrible movie. I would not yeah. nominate it for beyond what it got nominated for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, even and even though John Williams is talented, and I love him, I don't know if his music. Rise of Skywalker was one of the five best scores of the year, but nevertheless, no, it was it was a modification again, on the one he's been doing for the last uh, for the last forty two years. Yeah, it's <laughs> John Williams, you know, no, well, he's, he's well, godfathered yeah. in like Scorsese. You know, he's well, John Williams, and it's fucking Star Wars. If, he, if, he, if he'd done different music, it would have felt weird. You know? Which you know, like I mean, hey, it's the one thing I'll always be sad about the prequels not getting nominated for is John Williams. Mm-hmm. Did really fantastic new music for that. Anyway, not the point. Okay, so I just pulled it. For instance, People's Choice Awards, right? 45th annual People's Choice Awards. It was now the People's Choice Awards are towards the end of the year, not the beginning. Um, so these were, so they've already happened. They were um, November 10th. So I don't know who's going to be for the 2020s. But the nominees for 2019 were uh, Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, John Wick, Chapter 3, Lion King, Spider Man Far From Home. Toy Story Four and Us, Avengers Endgame One. Like that's that's how the People's Choice Awards win because right. it's the one that most people went went to go see. Well, and I was gonna they say, will, yeah, it probably aligns with box office numbers. You know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, they're, that's like, I mean that's the real People's they, Choice. Like, where the money go? 
Right. The, I mean, you can vote, but it's pretty. But I mean, it's not hard to it's not hard to guess them because anytime there's like a you'll go. OK, so comedy movie of the year, right? Comedy movie of the year nominees. Good Boys, The Hustle, um, Little, Long Shot, Men in Black International, Murder Mystery, The Upside and Yesterday. See, <laughs> there you go. Um, that's the that one's hard because if you didn't see most of those movies, the answer was Murder Mystery. That one was harder to guess. Right. But then like oh, Netflix. Yeah. But like, yeah. But then you go to like family movie of the year and the choices were Aladdin, Angry Birds, How to Train Your Dragon, Hidden World, Lego Movie 2, Lion King, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, Secret Life of Pets 2 and Toy Story 4. Can you guess? Secret Life of Pets 2. That's for that sure. Was, it, yeah, it was Aladdin. It was the one that made all the money <laughs> like that. that that's Mom. it. You know, yeah, see, I'm still know. thinking like Oscar. I was like, of course, Toy Story. It's like, you know, like, right. Right. I didn't even watch it. Right. right. Male movie star of the year. And the, and the choices are Chris Hemsworth. Uh, yeah, they call it male movie star uh, instead of best actor. Um, but male in the movie star of the year. Chris Hemsworth, Tom Holland, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Sam Jackson, Dwayne Johnson, Keanu Reeves, Adam Sandler, Will Smith. The most electrifying man in sports entertainment and Hollywood. You'd think Dwayne so, but Johnson. no, no. I was going to go with RDJ. Yeah, it's RDJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they're 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 all very derivable. And what's also interesting <laughs> about about the about the um, the People's Choice Awards is you can get people who were in movies that weren't good. So, for instance, oh, sure. female movie star of the year: Jennifer Aniston, Millie Bobby Brown, Scarlett Johansson, Brie Larson, Louis Lupita Nyong'o. Tessa Thompson, Sophie Turner, or Zendaya? Be Jennifer Aniston from Murder Mystery, isn't it? No, it was not. Oh. I was going to say Jennifer Aniston because it's her. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was Zendaya because everybody loves Spider Man. Spider Man Far From Home. You know what? But, I'm okay with that. It was a very yeah. charming romantic comedy. Yeah, she was great in it. But like, then you look at it. But like, Sophie Turner in Dark Phoenix. That was nominated for Female Movie Star of the Year because it's People's right. Choice Awards. And because as awful as that movie might have been, more people saw that than saw, you know, anything that's been nominated for Best Actress in the Oscars in the last like four or five years. Right? <laughs> like that's the, it's a different, you know, that's not what they, the people, the people are not going for, you know, the people are not going out to see, I don't know, what was last year? Beale Street. You know, <laughs> like if Beale Street could talk, like they probably should have, but they didn't. They really certainly didn't go out. And, yeah, they certainly, the people certainly didn't go out and see, um, I don't know, uh, what, what, what best actress last year? Oh, uh, The Favorite. Yeah. Like everyone should have gone to see. Yeah, it was a great movie. It was a great movie, but like, that's not, that's not what it, what it's for. That's not how the Oscars work. And I don't know how, I don't know how much, like, I understand why, why it's, why, why people care. They, people care because people want their thing to be acknowledged and, you know, and why are, and, and it's sort of the, the complaint that we're making is why do we care about what these old white men think? But I want the old white men to think what I what I think. And it's weird. Like, it's it's a weird thing to want. Right. Like, like, should the Academy be replaced? It's like, well, it, but it's it's really easy to re to replace the Academy. All we have to do is start caring about the MTV Awards. Like, like, I mean, this, this is, this is yeah. why I didn't want to do another Oscar show, because my, which I, I know I broke my own. <laughs> so, but like I didn't want to do another Oscar show because I didn't want to give the Oscars any more power than they already have because mm -hmm. I like I remarked to my friend who went to go see 1917 with me today 
I'm doing I was doing the show and he said, well, I stopped caring about the Oscars many years ago. And like a lot of people on Twitter are like, yeah, I don't really pay attention to them anymore because they're stupid. And we know and they're stupid for like insert reason that we talked about on this show here. But like the, the problem is, is that they they do hold power. Um, mm-hmm. And like, OK, like I want to talk about what Stephen King said uh, sure. before we wrap up. He tweeted uh, after all this. Uh, like all the nominations came out and everyone was like, really? Uh, I would never consider diversity in matters of art, only quality. It seems to me that to do otherwise would be wrong. Then he said, the most important thing we can do as artists and creative people is make sure everyone has the same fair shot, regardless of sex, color, or orientation. Right now, such people are badly underrepresented and not only in the arts. And so like... But how long were those tweets apart, though? That's That's... Look at the timestamps on him. Uh, I'm kind of because the follow was, was like, was, oh, I like asked three up. hours later. Yeah, like almost three hours later. Like, but even whenever he says that people deserve the same fair shot, what does that even mean? Because you know, like <laughs> they give you an right, interview. Yeah, like, 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 yeah, like the, it's like, it's like Ted Cruz, and this is like a very, this is a very crazy like comparison with Ted Cruz. Like everyone is like has the like deserves opportunity to like get health care but like the problem is people don't take it or something bernie sanders critiqued him and was like well yeah you get people have opportunities to have like health care in the same way that like you have a opportunity to like buy a mansion or something but the everyone <laughs> but how many of us can actually do that so like right. i mean like yeah, when nothing's stopping like, you well there's a lot stopping me <laughs> you know, like, there, there are barriers to like get like if you're not wealthy uh if you don't mm-hmm. know people and like being wealthy and knowing people like has a lot to do with like your connections, which like are connected to your privilege, which is connected to a history of like racism and sexism, et cetera. So like when you're already like don't have connections, because like Lena Dunham like basically is as famous as she is because like of who she knows. Um, yeah. Like when, when you don't have connections, whenever like the people in power over you uh, in like film school or whatever, like don't think like you or look like you or sympathize with you when there are barriers to entry. Like, I mean, like Scorsese in that like article explain why he doesn't like Marvel movies also says something kind of like Stephen King and like, well, like, you know, there's always, there's like, I've always been like a suppress, like there's a suppression of voices by like studios making these like, movies that are not art but there's always been a suppression of mm-hmm. different voices like it's not like some like marvel studios isn't enacting like a new system <laughs> in, fact, in fact weirdly marvel studios is now somewhat giving more like women uh and like directors of color like actually well, like, a lot better than a lot of other studios yeah. right. only for only for financial reasons but that's how it works right it's, like they're yeah, monetizing sure. yeah sure so like, like what does it mean the same dear shot we both consider you but like we don't see your work as like universal because we have like an idea of what good is and that's 1917 and everything else like just come on right. Steve. like yes, I mean, that's like, what it means i mean oh, no, yeah, and I, was, I was really upset because again Stephen king is one of my heroes and i was like but then I was like, of course, that's a very Stephen King thing to say. Yeah. Again, it's yeah. like, well, who's Stephen King? Well, of, of course. Stephen King, Stephen King sneezes bestsellers. So he has, so his, um, I mean, like, seriously, he can, you know, he can shit out a bestseller easily. So his yeah. view of what a fair shake is, is going to be natural. And that's not a, that's not even a criticism of Stephen King's talent. It's just that. No, like, yeah, I still like your, it. What are you going to do? Right. Your view of what 
is fair as, you know, not just even a white guy, a white guy who has not struggled in 45 years for anything, right? right? Like for anything. He is right. very talented. Very he is very deaf. blessed. Very but yes, you know, it's like, but, come on, and, Steven. But, but he's a guy, who, he's a guy who does not have to work. And I don't mean work, like have a yeah. job. I mean, yeah, he, he does not have the capacity have to really get it. So, I mean, yeah. so, you start, I'm, so it's like, oh yeah, of course I'm not surprised. Right. So, I mean, what's the solution though? I mean, are we trying to like, are we trying to make him get it? Why do I care if Stephen King gets it? Like, I, like, I mean, I want him to stop saying stupid things, I guess. Yeah, whatever. yeah I don't know if my at mention would get to him, you know, so I'm right. like, and, 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 and battles, why, basically, is what it comes down to for me, because again, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. And yeah, why does, that's I mean, so, so here, do you know what, uh, you, do you know what I think actually helps? Like, here's what I think, what I, what I think actually helps. I think what helps is every once in a while on this show, and you know, I am not the Oscars. Hannah, you are not the Oscars, but we just did a show of going back. Good things you missed, which where our qualification for that show was here's something that was not popular that we thought was good that came out last year. So popular was a nebulous, um, nebulous. Sure. And how do you define that? Right. Here's some stuff that ain't Avengers that maybe you should go see or read or listen to. Right. That was that was the point of that show. Sure. And I think that's the best any of us can do. And yeah, it's unfortunate that our reach is, you know, a bunch of people listening to a podcast and not the millions of people who watch the Oscars every year, though that number keeps going down. That's stupid. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) But I mean, well, for God's sake, they had a 92 year run, you know, good for them. Right. Like, like that's like, you you know, you're not going to be popular forever, but like, you know, what can you, uh, somebody was, somebody was complaining to me when I was, when I was doing movie reviews more regularly. Um, well, you know, and they said to me something that I was really ignorant was you don't understand how important it is to have their more superhero movies about, um, you know, black people or, you know, because they were trying to, they were arguing that Black Panther should have won, should have won the best picture award for the year that it came out. And I was like, no, it wasn't the best picture. So you don't understand how important that is for, for black people to have that. And it's like, no, I assure you, I understand how important it is. I get it. And they're like, yeah. And they're like, but more, you know, the Oscars need to recognize the, the importance of diversity and, you know, if black people and, 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 um, and like, why aren't, you know, there'd be more movies about black people, more people movies about people who weren't straight, more people movies about women. And I was like, there are movies about that. Because <laughs> it was like, it was, it was Black Panther here. And I said, a movie about a black gay man won the best picture this year. You know, like it <laughs> right. just won with Moonlight. Moonlight. Nobody went to go. It's like, you didn't go see that because you don't really care about diversity. You care about superheroes. And that's, and that's the, the that's the difference. So like, oh, that's, if you that's really, really good, Mav. No, really if you good. really you care. That shit though. You're just so good. And I do. Cause like someone figured out, someone punched into a computer and figured out that we can make a billion dollars or $2 billion by, by putting superheroes in a movie and, mm-hmm. and we can make, you know, 65 million by putting gay black people in a movie. And someone said, which of those numbers is higher? And they, and they went with the and they went with the two billion. If you want there to be more gay superhero movies, go watch Moonlight. Like that's and I, right. I mean, seriously, that's how you do it. Yes, I realize Moonlight is not about superheroes, but go watch Moonlight. Go watch Booksmart. Go right, watch like, um, how many, how many yeah. movies about how many queer movies did you watch last year? 
right? Me? Oh, you have, no, I'm just saying. You, 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 that was a response. You want, no, I'm saying yeah. that guy or people like that. It's like, okay, if you want those to be, but how many did yeah. you watch? Like, right. and, that, and like, that's, so the that's not just going to appear at right. the Oscars, right? Right. They so just that's how we get flukes like, like Moonlight, unfortunately. Right. And, and the way that happens is, and then you wait for people to die and you wait for them to be replaced by people who are cooler. And by the time there are a bunch of gay old people in the Oscars, old gay black people in the Oscars who won for Moonlight, then, then it's going to more. be, well, no, they'll pop up more and it's going to be 2075 and people are going to be like, what the fuck is with the Oscars with all these gay people? Why aren't there more? I don't know. Whatever the cool thing is to be in 2075. The Oscars are not cool. They're not. They've never been about being cool. It's Hollywood's biggest night because they said so. And we all bought into it. What it is, like I said, it's a cultural experiment. It is a look into a very specific subculture the subculture of old rich white people male old rich white straight people <laughs> and that's and that's what they are and i enjoy investigating that culture so i think it's interesting to say okay i get why 1917 you know sings to this crowd i get why uh la la land sings to this crowd what the fuck these people like moonlight that's amazing why mm-hmm. did they like moonlight like that that's mm-hmm. why i think they're interesting but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. well again that's when it, when, that's yeah. when they become interesting for me because again i'm not i don't watch again i only watch the race car movie but, <laughs> and i won't watch the oscars i don't go to oscar parties but i see who won the next morning yeah you know yeah so i so totally I, totally i look you know so i don't, so know. I don't know watch more movies that's what i, I mean <laughs> well, but, but it's expensive and i get why it's expensive race I, car movies what they should do <laughs> i have strong opinions I mean, about the fast and furious franchise for a future podcast if you're ever curious no i've never seen a fast and furious movie in my life how dare you um, but some of them are good. So it I know I, I, I'm not critiquing the franchise in any way, but oh, most of them are really uh, it's bad. So embedded, like three of them are really so bad. embedded in the culture that uh, Disney's Pixar's Cars has like a parody of Tokyo Drift um, yeah. in like the first 30 minutes. And I'm like, oh, they're parodying Tokyo Drift. I have no idea how I know that. So. That is so pop culture for you. <laughs> so, um, you know, and just yeah. to tie it in, um, Vin Diesel does submit like Fast and Furious stuff to the Oscars every single time. He actually does his own campaign. It's amazing. It's awesome oh, because he, yeah, he he really, you know, and he and he talked. You could you could find clips of him talking about like it's like yeah, well, I think we've got a real shot at Best Picture this year because of the. <laughs> like of the, he believes it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's one. He's one hundred percent sincere. It's true. And I, and I adore those movies, but like, and a couple of them are actually legit good, but none of them are of the Oscar genre, and they're not uh-huh. going to be, and they shouldn't be. But like, why no, they can't shouldn't you be, be happy? quite diverse? Actually. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. But the Oscars aren't about that. Like, what's great is like a good Fast and Furious movie can win an MTV award, and that should mean something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and you know, and and here's the thing: we're making fun of we're making fun of the Fast and Furious. But if you're looking for something that it's about, like that, is an action movie, so you don't have to sit through like you know dreary people dying really slowly in Asia or whatever, right? Like, I understand Mm -hmm. why I understand why people might have a problem watching the farewell okay i get it right it's right. actually not really dreary uh for a movie about a grandmother who's sick it, it's yeah. actually just anyway my point my, my point is there ain't no explosions in it <laughs> you know, you, you know there, there's a severe lack of race cars in 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 the farewell <laughs> to, to yeah, so like but like if you but like fast and the furious that tra- that franchise 
Um, and they are silly. They are silly. And a lot of them, particularly at the beginning, the acting is not great. Even in the later ones, you have, you have, you have some people trying really hard. Um, I'm looking at you, Tyrese. You oh, know, with, with, without a lot of talent to to back it up, and not that I'm an actor because I'm not, but you know, like you could tell. That said, it is the the messages um, are usually pretty solid. It it it, it is a film franchise nine deep about your family is who you make it, and they, and they can be white, they can be black, they can be vaguely ethnic. Yeah. It's like that Latino, crashed, but like yes. more race cars and more explosions. Yeah, it's like they solve racism through race cars. Right. So we should celebrate. Serious? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'll work, but on, we that should, I'll work on that one. I'll work on we that should. one. <laughs> so we've resolved nothing. No. Here is here is my resolution. Okay. We will not watch the Oscars because also they're not fun to watch. That's another reason why they're stupid. I yeah. can't promise that. Jokes. <laughs> I can't promise that. <laughs> I know but I'm gonna watch. Here's how, <laughs> and this is not an original thought, but here's how you get me to watch the Oscars. Let the Muppets host. Oh my god, that would be amazing. That, um, how has that not happened yet? Really? I don't know. Because ABC is clearly and Disney is clearly like missing out on a very big contingent of the internet that also like hire someone who understands the Muppets, Disney. Please hire me. I'm soon to be unemployed. (laughs) I watched all the Muppets. I love the Muppet show. I can tell you where you went wrong. We've really Contact gone off base. In the, in the link. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. On that note. <laughs> oh, uh, AJ, thank you for joining us for this. This is great. Uh, I'm no, sorry. Course, you had to join fun. us? No, again, I was like, I'm going to be so unproductive in this conversation. Oh, no. It, 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 again, it was it was a good one. I like hearing all, all y'all's uh, thoughts and positions. And yeah. Uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, nothing in particular. Uh, just uh, by. Uh, uh, Twitter is ajortega.net and you spell out the D-O-T-N-E-T and then uh, website is ajortega.net We'll link that in the show notes. Palindrome Hannah. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Hannah Lee Rogers and also you should actually read the things that um, I mentioned that are linked in the show notes, especially if you're interested in not teaching the canon because mm-hmm. everybody says really smart things. and you can follow me on twitter at chris maverick or on my blog at www.chrismaverick.com you can follow the show on twitter or instagram or facebook all of those places at vox popcast you can follow the show's blog at www.voxpopcast.com where we talk about whatever we're going to be talking about next week we post calls for comments so that we can address your thoughts here on the show if you enjoyed the show and we certainly hope you did please subscribe to us on itunes or stitcher or spotify or wherever the hell else you get podcasts from and do us a favor leave us a five-star review especially on on itunes or on apple podcasts those help other people find the show by confusing the algorithm and making us rise to the rank of best podcast ever i guess if they're comparing no. i don't know um but we, we, but take we appreciate out your support. claims to universality so i still stop talking about Kant, who i did not mention 
<laughs> oh, we, we, we've got a good place show coming up. I'm sure Kant's going to be re- returning. But, but that's something you can find out about if you follow the blog at www.boxpopcast.com. And like I said, we would appreciate a five-star review on iTunes. Helps other people find the show. I would like to thank Maximilian of Thought Form Music for our epic theme song, building ever so more epically and playing us out. Thanks again, AJ. I'd like to thank you at home for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. I haven't had an orthodox career, and I've wanted more than anything to have your respect. The first time I didn't feel it, but this time I feel it, and I can't deny the fact 